What's up, friends, and welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh. Uh, we're just going to jump right into this thing. Uh, I'm going to be putting out a lot more content uh, this week and the coming weeks for this uh, kayak bass bracket tour that's going to be starting this weekend. We're 64 anglers all put in a bracket, going head-to-head with uh, you know one one angler against another angler uh, for a few weeks. Um, and this is this is fun. If you like college basketball, March Madness, this is the March Madness of uh, kayak bass fishing. So, um it's all online. It's all fun. Uh, the brackets are full. Uh, these, these people, these angles start competing this weekend. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, my next guest is Dan Mulder out of Iowa. Uh, he's going to be competing against, I believe, Greg Oaks out of Virginia on Sunday, I believe. Uh, it was awesome to have Greg on. Uh, I'm sorry. It was awesome to have Dan on, Dan Mulder. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a veteran. Uh, he's a, a correctional officer in Iowa. Uh, great guy, awesome conversation. But uh, yeah, he's looking forward to, um, to to getting after it this weekend. Uh, couldn't get him to talk any trash. He's 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 too good of a human being, I guess. But uh, anyways, he's excited about this tournament. Uh, a lot of us are. Uh, this is what's going on right now. You know, it's it is what it is. This COVID nineteen kind of dictated where we are in the season. So uh, we're doing the best we can to uh, keep the competitive drive going. Um, and that yeah, that's where we're at, man. So I uh, hope you guys are paying attention. We're trying to do a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I, I'm doing my best to, uh, you know, be supportive of the uh, Kayak Bass Bracket Tour, uh, doing my part. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what that all consists of. I know I was asked to interview people. Uh, I'm working on my some of my media software skills, which isn't there. All I know how to do is plug a microphone in and, and run my mouth. Uh, but uh, I don't know. We're going to make this shit fun. So uh, anyway, I hope you guys are uh, safe. I uh, hope you guys are you know, do the best you can, you know, get out there fishing, whatever it is. Uh, but anyways, mainly your health and safety is all I really care about. Uh, hope you guys, uh, enjoy the bracket. Uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Ciao. What's up, Dan? Uh, welcome to the Dark Waters. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, man. Uh, yeah, this is the first time you're on the show. Uh, I'm excited to have you. Uh, a lot of cool things going on this weekend, so I'm trying to talk to a lot of people. Uh, you were one of the first ones I was able to get a hold of. But uh, before we get into anything, how about you just introduce yourself real quick, just kind of like who you are, what you've done, and like what's going on in your life right now? Dan Muller, 36, uh, fishing the kayak fascination tournament this weekend. Been kayak fishing, doing tournaments uh for about four years now i work corrections for the state uh for the max security state penitentiary here in iowa um do mostly the online version for tournaments working nights working in corrections it's a little bit of a challenge for me to get to some of the live tournaments uh hoping that's something i can do maybe more on on down the road but uh just excited to compete excited to do the tournaments they're a lot of fun and uh get out as much as i possibly can yeah. Well, how'd you get into uh, kayak fishing? One of my coworkers um, that I had worked with a few years back, uh, Tanner Spidell, I, uh, he told me about, you know, he's big in the kayak fishing scene. Um, and he had asked if I was a, an angler. And I was like, well, you know, I kind of grew up fishing out of a canoe with my old man and some other father-son combos. We used to go up to the Boundary Waters for about a week and spend that time fishing, camping, having a good time. And 
when I enlisted, I had kind of gotten away from fishing a little bit. And he's like, oh, man, you should see all the great things that they're doing. So kind of stuck my toe in the waters a little bit, so to speak. And then all of a sudden, I just got that bug kind of what, you know, how they like to say and found tournament fishing because I love to compete and been doing it now for a little bit and met some really great, great people along the way doing it. Cool. I know you're a veteran. I think we, we both kind of support one of the uh, – I mean, I support a, a, a bunch of different uh, veteran organizations that deal with kayak. But I think – is it Sheep – Sheep – like, whatever. I can't remember the one that we're part of. But uh, yeah, that's, how, yeah. that's how I kind of find out about you. Uh, but, uh, you know, you're a veteran. Why don't you like, go ahead and just like, kind of tell your vet story, like what branch of service you were, what deployments you had, you know, just some things like that. Uh, I was in the Army Reserves for 15 years uh, as an MP. Served two tours in Iraq and one tour to Guantanamo Bay, and they were uh, we did correction-based deployments. Cool. Now, what are some of the organizations that you support? Because I know, I know, like I said, I know we support a few. Uh, I can't remember exactly which ones it is. So I do uh, KBF uh, mainly. Their online monthly state challenges. Um, I'll trying to get into doing some of the one-night stands this year. Uh, this will be the first year that I got into doing uh, Yak Bassin, going to do their online regionals. Um, Sheepdog FN. Right, uh, Sheepdog. Yep, going to do both their bank tournament series and their kayak series. And then um, this is the first time I've done a kayak bass nation tournament. So the bracket style tournament seemed like a fantastic idea. Got a I believe it's a Greg Oates in the first round of Virginia Angler, so it'll be uh, be exciting to see how how that all plays out. Okay, yeah, I definitely want to talk about the tournament, but uh, you know, before we get into the actual tournament itself, because the, the reason why this has kind of gotten, I mean, I think it's would have been popular anyways if we would have done it, but I think it kind of like just came at the perfect timing where uh, you know this COVID nineteen thing came in, it kind of stopped all the uh, in-person tournaments, especially for a lot of us who were like, you know, going to do a lot of traveling and go to like the in-person tournaments. So online tournaments, the best way to do things right now, because a lot of places have closed down boat launches. So we got to be very creative, like where we launch. So we can't, and we got to maintain that social distancing. And so all these things. So just the traveling and the stuff that was going on before this, it's just, it's, it's kind of impossible. And it's kind of uh, irresponsible to do it. Uh, you know, some of us would believe, but uh, how has the uh, COVID-19 affected you? Um, in general, especially with like your uh, your fishing, since it's a fishing podcast, <laughs> um, it did force one of our tournaments to move. Um, Socks and Cookies is doing a, a tournament, and it was supposed to be April thirteenth. Uh, Socks and Cookies, uh, they it's more of a charity type of a tournament, but they send care packages overseas to a unit from your state. So every, they have one in every state. I was, was supposed to be April 13th. I'd been uh, kind of recruiting, trying to get some anglers into that because uh, you have to have a minimum of 10 to compete. Uh, fortunately, this COVID-19 kind of pushed that. Um, not doing really live tournaments hasn't really affected fishing a whole lot tournament-wise. Uh, but you know, my wife isn't working because of this. My kids aren't in school because of this. So yeah. spending more time at home, trying to help out maybe more than I am fishing. I would be if this were just a normal March for everybody else. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, 
are you able to like are there any like, restrictions on what you guys can do as far as like getting in the water like i mean they, they didn't tell like they, they want us to be able to exercise and so kayak kind of and, and paddle boarding so i think we're we're good to go we haven't got a concrete answer but we're we're staying away from like the state launches and we're just going to make sure we we do our best to avoid any kind of conflict with law or we don't want to i don't want to break the rules anyways so right. you know i want to be a good citizen but you know, we're allowed to exercise, allowed to get outside, but they just want to shut down the uh, the boat ramps because that's where a lot of people, especially with the uh, they start to warm up, you know, larger congregation of people, people not being responsible, not social distancing, so those boat ramps can become like kind of like bottleneck places for uh, mm-hmm. you know people out there. So I understand the the reason behind it, but you know, it, but it does affect the way like you know where we launch, uh, you know, especially these you know these online tournaments coming up because that's all we got right now. So we always we all we want to go to those spots that we know hold the big ones. Um, and so, but some of those, we got to figure out ways to get to them now. Are you guys having some of the same issues up there in Iowa? No, they're basically just telling us that, you know, stay off the playground equipment. They're going to leave the parks open. The boat ramps are going to stay open, but um, they use a little bit of common sense. You know, if somebody's already on the boat ramp launching their boat, let them get out there and get on the water uh, and then kind of wait your turn before you launch. Uh, I kind of been out scoping some some places, been talking to some of the anglers here in Iowa um, that aren't competing. And hey, you know, if you were to if you had a one day one shot winner type takes all kind of a thing, kind of give me some of your your spots or recommendations of where you would go. So kind of been going that route as well. But fortunately for us, we don't have a whole lot of restrictions with our boat ramps or, or launch points. But being a kayak angler, that kind of gives you a little bit more of an advantage than if you were uh, fishing out of a, a boat or something where you're restricted to the to the boat ramps all right well we'll go ahead we'll talk about this tournament uh it's, it's a new one this weekend it launches it's a it's, it's kayak bass bracket uh, tour uh started by uh, greg nozar uh it's, it's, it's a 64 man bracket it's just like uh, college basketball uh march madness uh two anglers get you know get, get the square off on whatever body of water that they are uh, we, we're doing our best to keep it in the uh, you know regions close as close as we possibly can. So people, so we're not some of us aren't competing against guys who are in the spawn and you know things like that. There's a big difference between you know like what's going on in the north and the south and places like that. So it's a really great tournament. We're trying to get a lot of people like it, it sold out pretty quick from when I hear uh, the first bracket. The next bracket starts in May. But uh, how did you hear about it and what were your thoughts on it when you when you first heard about it? I was trying to kill a little bit of time before work. I was scrolling through through Facebook and I had seen um, it on uh, Kayak Bass Nation's wall, and I was like, "Wow, this is uh, this is fantastic. This is definitely something different. I've never seen it before." I was kind of looking at some of the comments about uh, who'd be interested in this, and so I was like, "Hey, you know, it's a great idea, great format, and gives you an opportunity maybe to fish against somebody that you would wouldn't normally be able to fish against." So looked into it and like, yep, let's do this. Let's really kind of test your skills, especially when, like you said, trying to keep it at regional. So, you know, I'm used to fishing guys uh, from Iowa, but why not see where you rank in as far as some of the anglers across the nation, across the region? Right. Now, being, being in Iowa, what's the, because uh, I, I was actually, cause when you say Iowa, I think of Virginia and Iowa, I think of two different places. Like, you know, Virginia as being a more of a Southern state, uh, the temperatures are going to be, as idea is what like most of the southern states are, but still it's a little bit warmer down there. Uh, what, what's mm-hmm. it like, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'm in upstate New York and we just had snow the other day, so uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a big difference. But what about you in Iowa? What's the weather like? What's the, uh, you know, since you've been out there fishing, are, are they are they moving up? Are they getting ready to spawn? Like, what's some of the conditions that you're looking at uh, this weekend? 
Well, I was kind of uh, bipolar in its attitude weather-wise right now. Uh, last week, uh, we were in the mid-60s. It was kind of nice. Water temps were starting to get up into the upper 40s, lower 50s. And then these past three days, the temperature has dropped where we've had our highs in the low to mid-40s. Um, keeping an eye on the weather, what we got coming up for this weekend. They're talking upper 50s, lower 60s. Uh, wind's supposed to be about 5 to 10, so real good conditions weather-wise, uh, what we're looking at. Um, Fishing-wise, they are just kind of starting to move up a little bit. Um, haven't seen a whole lot for beds. A lot of the down in southern Iowa, some of the anglers down there are saying that they are just starting to move up onto their beds. Their water temperatures are in about the mid-50s. So um, kind of where I'm at right now is I got – I'm looking at these fish maybe just starting to creep up a little bit, but aren't quite on beds yet. So, but the water temps are starting to warm up. The weather is supposed to warm up every day this week. So uh, I'm going to really kind of try to get out this week and start scouting some spots and, and see what they're hitting on. Now, when you look at this kind of like uh, this kind of tournament setup, you know, most of the times, you know, if you do an in-person tournament, everyone's fishing the same body of water. When you do like a KBF state challenge, we're all at least like, you know, if you do a New York, like we, we all, we're in New York, so we're all pretty much dealing mm -hmm. with the same elements. Uh, but you gotta go out in Virginia. You don't know exactly what's going. On. Are you, are you looking at Virginia now? Are you seeing what Virginia is like? What their weather patterns are? Like trying to trying to picture what like what your opponents uh, what what is he like what, what he might do or you know I, I, seriously like when I look at this is like yeah I, when I was uh when I was doing like amateur MMA like we would like scope out and see where our opponent was and see mm -hmm. you know we could find videos of them see how they did things I'm not saying like fishing's anywhere near like <laughs> the, you know we're not we're not trying to kick each other's asses here but still it's just, right. like you're going with someone in Virginia you know there's different bodies of water dude you're looking to see what have you looked him up scoped him out see what kind of fish he puts up have you looked him up on like Tourney X and started to see like what his uh past tournament history because I mean there's some guys who like I imagine like they're they're like two years into fishing and all of a sudden they're going against Eric Zadiki or, or <laughs> <laughs> And so have right. you have, have you scoped out your opponent at all and like try to figure out like what's he what's he gonna do and like what the kind of some of the conditions that he's been uh, looking at or getting ready to uh, face this weekend? No, haven't uh, haven't looked at it at all. Haven't really looked at what Virginia uh, bodies of water, some of the bigger waters are there. Um, the one thing I could do is I've got a brother, my brother-in-law and sister live in Pittsburgh, so I could probably call him like, hey, if if you're gonna go down to Virginia and fish, what would you what would you hit trying to get some of the sizes? But mainly, um, I got to just try to do what I can do down here. You know, I, I've got an idea of what it'll probably take for me to get in the next round. So, all right, what body water do I need to hit? Cause I can't control what Virginia does. I can't control yeah. what he does, you well, know? So I was actually um, even like worried. Like, does it even really matter? Like when you look at a tournament like this, like who your opponent really is, because it's like the, the, the you can't control anything, you know, you right. can't control, like, like, it's not like we're in the same body of water. And even then you can't control much either because the fish either go off or they don't or whatever weather conditions that play. And it's all about making the best decisions. Uh, how are you, you know, cause obviously that's one thing you can't really worry about. It's like what, what you can uh, control. How are you going to decide uh, what body of water you fish with? Do you have multiple places picked out and you're just seeing what the weather does? Have you already started pre-fish a little bit? I mean, obviously we pretty much pre-fish every time we go, like in a tournament like this, every time we go out and fish uh, leisurely, that's pretty much pre-fishing. Like we're, we're always knowing where our spots are, finding and, yep. and exploring more water in our local waters and things like that. What do you think about this weekend? Is there like multiple places that you're, that you're trying to decide where you're going to go or have you already got it like, like pinpointed? I've got about three spots that I'm kind of looking at hitting. Um, 
the one thing with being in Iowa and, you know, my opponents all the way out of Virginia, you know, if I was fishing against a guy maybe in Wisconsin or Illinois or somewhere in the Midwest, I'd have a better idea of like, all right, I know I'm going to need 80, 90 inches to beat this guy, you yeah. know, but I'm not quite sure what it'll take. Um, a couple of guys have said that, hey, don't sleep on a Virginia angler. And I'm like, listen, I wish the guy the best of luck. You know, if he's throwing up five, 20 inches and he blows me out of the water, that's great for him. Um, so, but I've got about two or three different spots, uh, really picked out. Um, the furthest one is about an hour away. So, you know, with the weather warming up and I'm at least blessed that it's, it's supposed to be pretty nice. You know, um, I think I'm just going to try these next few days to get out, hit those spots, see where the fish are at, see what they're hitting on and see what comes out of the water, what I can catch. And that'll probably give me a good idea of, all right, on Sunday, this is the spot I got to go. This is the spots I've got picked out where they were hitting and just see what happens. Yeah, because I guess it, like the only time I think it would really matter, like, I mean, I'm thinking about myself in general, is like, you know, I fish up here in upstate New York, and we got a lot of nice fisheries up here. Uh, however, let's just say, like, for whatever reason, and I'm glad the, uh, you know, KBBT is not doing it this way, or they're trying not to do it this way, but it's like, let's just say if I was going to get to a guy in Texas where they got, like, gigantic bass, you know, that, like, yeah. that they catch with a ray, that would dictate <laughs> on uh, where I decide to fish compared to, like, if I was going to fish with someone probably – from like Iowa or um, you know wherever, because you know I can fish my lake and, and, and pull up like 18. Like I know I can catch 18 to 19 and a half fish, but I look at like mm-hmm. some of the guys that down in you know Texas, they're like putting up like 22, 23 inches on the regular. It's like okay, that's something to think about. Cause maybe I want to go to where I could possibly find the biggest fish. Which you know there's only like a few lakes. Like all my lakes produce good fish, but there's like only those few lakes up here because we're up north and our fisheries are so uh, diverse. There's only like a few lakes that I know where I could possibly compete against a guy from like some of those southern states where they mm-hmm. where, you know where they have where they're kind of spoiled with the fact that they do have some of the biggest you know bass and, and records in the world um and i'm not sure if there's gonna be a problem with you in iowa uh, going into out of virginia i know virginia's got some nice waters like lake anna and some of the places like that but i don't even know if it matters because you can only do what you can do and but you know and try to find the biggest fish you can find because that's, that's the name of the game anyways and that was one of the things i did do when the bracket first came out i did look at like okay I see the first guys in Virginia. Well, then, you know, let's say I do get into the second round. All right, well, now I've got a guy from either Ohio or Nebraska. All right, well, that's more regional. I've got a pretty good idea of what it's going to take. But then if I get into the third round, there's a high chance I'm going to face somebody from Texas. So yeah. reaching out to some of the other anglers around here, I'm like, I, if, you know, this is what I'm doing. This is kind of the areas I'm looking if I get to three, third round, I know it's going to take 100 to 110 inches just to get past some guy in Texas. I was like, if I need to throw 100 inches up in one day, give me your bodies of water. And I got about two or three, and one guy's like, this is a honey hole. Uh, I've put up 100, 105 inches on this body of water that not a lot of people know about. You're going to have to take about an hour and a half drive if you want to get there. But if I had to throw 110 inches up in a day, Lake X is where I'm going to go. So, right. you know that's one of the great and i'm sure it's that way for you too you know you've got your anglers that you talk to or maybe you've competed against and uh they're more than happy to kind of give you a tidbits or help hey go to this lake throw a square bill or you know throw a jig deep or, or something to that effect so um at least here in iowa we've got that pretty tight-knit little group going on that i was happy to be able to pick their brains a little bit well i wonder like if we if, if, if in some ways like later like Later in the bracket, if we'll have kind of a more advantage in some of those southern states because most of those southern states, you know, I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong because it's 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 so it's like night and day when it comes to fishing for us. Like 
Like our season has like my first tournament of the season would have been this weekend. Uh, they've been going off down south, you know, doing all the big national tournaments and uh, the KBS, like, you know, since, since February. Uh, yep. So I, I wonder, because, you know, like my fish aren't even spawning yet. They're just now moving up and getting, st- you know, they'll start moving up and they'll get stopped in their place because the cold front still come in. Yeah. You know, and so things like that. So I'm wondering, you know, once we start like two, three weeks from now, if it becomes a little bit more uh, like level playing field, because I'm not sure where their fish are going to be at that point. Do they start moving off? Like, are, are they coming off the beds? Are they moving into the deep waters or whatever? Where our fish, like in, in, in May, like my fish, that's a great time to fish. That's a yeah. really good time to fish. And it actually, who knows, next week or two weeks from now could be a really good time, to, depending on how the weather holds, because it got a little bit warmer. It got warmer a little earlier this year. So I'm wondering if, like, there's some of those vans to us where, like, like, we'll have the ability to catch more bigger fish to where maybe they're – they're going to be, it's going to be a little bit harder for them because they, they only, they'll catch a few big fish to where us, like our fish will be feeding like crazy. And you know how it gets up here when it, like pre-spawn and spawn, like, yeah. you, like you're, you're like just catching big ones one after another. So I wonder if, if this kind of plays out a little bit in the Northeast and places like Iowa, you know, since it's like our, our, our season hasn't even really started yet. Uh, like it's just, it's, 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 it's right now. It just depends on what front and what the weather's like, but in like two weeks, I think, I think they're going to be hungry. Well, and the other thing, too, is and some of the guys that have kind of been out and some guys that just fish for fun, they're like, it's like fishing on the 4th of July right now. Nobody's home. So all the bass boats are out. Guys are out in kayaks fishing. So these fish um, are starting to see more pressure early than they normally would. So for me, you know, and I'm sure it's that way. Everybody else, you know, oh, well, I don't I'm not working. This is a great time to go fishing or, you know, maybe get out there a little bit more. So. I've got to kind of take that into factor too. Um, one of the few advantages, I guess, is working nights is I can throw all my fishing stuff in my vehicle. And then as soon as I'm off shift, I can get out to the boat ramp at six thirty, seven o'clock to where some of those guys may just start beginning in there. So I might be able to beat some of that pressure early. And right. I've kind of taken that into account too. And, and looking at spots, it's like, all right, I know this water may be a little bit more pressured or I've got a 13 acre pond that is about 10 miles from my house and that's that pond's getting beat up already um but at the same time the most i've ever pulled out of there in one one day is about 70 inches i don't know if that'll get it done or not to get to the next round but that's certainly one thing uh taking account you know uh one of the lakes i'm looking at is more predominantly smallmouth than it is largemouth too so going small versus largemouth is another thing i've been trying to factor into my decision on on what waters to hit i guess it's like because it's, you know like one of the things i love about the sport is the uh logistics and the you know, strategy behind it because but usually when you do this you're planning for a lake you know what i mean like a, you're playing for one lake a bunch of you guys get on there so you got to think about where is there you know where's the gonna be the most dense area where the angle because you, 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 you want to pick spots where no one's really going to or, or whatever you have a strategy how you want to go about it this one like there's still strategy but it's different now it's like it's you know, you're deciding what lake you want to go on, what part of lake you want to fish on, how pressured is this lake, uh, what are my chances of putting up, uh, you know, 105 inches compared to 90 inch, you know, what I mean, all these different things that we got to right. take effect, which is different than when it was, you know, when we were doing just in-person tournaments. Now, granted, you know, the, the, I, I didn't really do a lot of uh, online tournaments prior to this just because I, I didn't really like them, but now it's just like this is what we got, uh, you know, right. so and I, and I just want to compete, but you know, there's ways to look at this. Like, this, there's still a lot of fun and like just being strategic and, and deciding how we're going to win these things compared to what we think our 
our opponents doing. So I, I still think this is this is really fun, but it still gives us that that, that compet- like you know fulfills that competitive edge, but also that's the strategies, the logistics that go behind it. How far you know like one of the ones is like, oh, how far do I want to leave my house right now because I don't right. know what's gonna happen. I don't I don't know what's gonna happen in New York. I mean right now everything seems to be fine, but you know this is a pandemic. How life is today isn't how it's gonna be tomorrow. Like luckily you know we can fish now and things like that, but I don't know if uh you know people who are unemployed are gonna maintain their mindset and not start riding and, and i don't know what's going to happen in the next you know coming weeks so there's these things you got to think about do i really want to drive two hours away from home so i can go try to win a fishing tournament or do i want to stay close and, and be close to my family but still try to go enjoy myself there's all these different things that go into planning you know these these, these tournaments that are coming up this weekend exactly and um you know weather pays a huge factor in it too so it's like okay yeah i've got maybe upper 50s lower 60s i've got pretty decent water temperature yeah there's probably going to be anglers out in the water but i don't know what virginia's going to have or you know a different state further down the road you know and um that was one of the things i was talking to co-worker he goes well, what would stop you from getting on the water and just saying listen it, it just ain't going to happen i was like well you know kayaks are different than your your fancy glitter boats like he yeah. he likes to fish out of you know if i start seeing 20 mile an hour winds i'm gonna have a real hard time maybe getting to some of them spots or you know, if we get a, a downpour or a storm, I might just have to say, all right, now I've only got maybe two hours to fish instead of maybe having five or six. Yeah. You know, so I know that's that's something other anglers are, are going to have to potentially deal with, too. But and it's just like anything else, you know, you got to come down to what you're comfortable with, what your skill level is and and what overall safety, because nobody wants to hurt themselves for yeah. for a tournament. So um, at least for me, I'm, I'm pretty lucky weather wise with what we've got forecasted right now yeah i mean but in the day like what this is all this is for this will never replace in per, in-person tournaments or anything like that but it's right. it's it's just fun you know what i mean it's just fun to have and, and we're very lucky we live at a time where we're still able to do this because i mean we, with the technology we have and the you know the social networking and things like that we're, we're allowed to do things like this at a time that you would think would be you know like i mean granted some people have it worse than others but you know what i mean like this is a pandemic and here me and you are talking about doing a tournament this weekend <laughs> instead of like, you know, like, what are we going to eat? You know, like, what, you know, where's this going to, you know, like, so we're in a very blessed situation in, in a shitty situation if that makes any sense. Right. Exactly. You know, and, um, with everything else, you know, I, I compete, I'm a, I play hockey here in Iowa. Usually I'd be playing, just getting ready to wrap up my hockey season. I probably wouldn't have even, um, been fishing as much as I have been, um, because of this, but with hockey shutting down and all the other sports, you know, I, I'm like, well, you know, that's one area I'm lucky in, you know, fishing still here, competing in different tournaments is still here. And there's a lot of guys, their hobbies, they just can't do. So just to be yeah. able to go out and talk about doing a tournament, fishing a tournament, uh, online is, is great. It's something some guys don't have the opportunity or, or can't do. Right. Very unique in the sport. So, I mean, we'll wrap this thing up soon. Um, is there anything that you want to say, you know, about your opponent or anything like, is there any like trash talk? Is there anything you want to say, just anything you want to say about, you know, what's coming up this weekend? And then who do you want to thank as far as uh, people that make it easier for you to fish? Um, my opponent, you know, great luck. Um, I'm not really the trash talking type, you know, especially, so, you know, let's just go out on the water and we'll see what happens. You know, if he's got a great day, congratulations. Uh, do well in the second round, but, I'm not going to rest on my laurels. You know, I've got my spots. I'm doing my scouting. So may the best angler win, and we'll we'll see what happens on Sunday. Um, you know, as far as guys like Tyler Cole, uh, Jason Essery, Tanner Spidell, these guys that are guys I've leaned on, 
um, bodies of water, different techniques and things of that nature. They've helped me out a lot and I really appreciate um, all their help. Um, I'm sure there's some other Iowa kayak anglers that uh, I've forgotten to mention, but anybody that's really taking the time to give me bodies of water, give me different techniques, um, really, uh, really appreciate the help and let's see how this thing all plays out. It should be, should be a blast. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. I know it's a weird time to even be doing stuff like this, but, uh, you know, stay safe, stay healthy. Good luck this weekend. I'll definitely be following you guys. Uh, and, uh, we'll talk soon in the near future. All right. All right. Hey, thanks for having me on and, uh, best of luck, everybody. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. All right, brother. Talk to you later. Yep. See ya.